if you're anything like almost all of the business owners that I talk to, time is a thing you wish you had more of and that you constantly feel like you just don't have enough of. So I invited my friend Maya to talk about time with me, and that's what we're going to do now and jump into this week's episode of the Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Maya. I'm so thrilled to be here. I am going to start out by having you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and then we're going to jump into this topic that I'm excited about, which is all about time. Fantastic. I'm Maya Kennelroy. I founded a coaching and strategy firm called MKLC. We help entrepreneurs and leaders get clear and create space for their best work. Awesome. So Maya and I were having a great chat not very long ago, and we were talking about time. And I thought, you know what, let's have you on the podcast because we need to talk about time. I know, as I'm sure you have, I mean, obviously you do, this is the work that you do, but when you're talking to business owners, time is a thing that becomes this really big stressor for them because they feel like it's fleeting. There's never enough. It's always, everything is always big when it comes to finding time. Yes, definitely. It's a huge obstacle for business owners. So we're going to talk about it a little bit because I know that Maya and I both have a lot of same thoughts about how it can work and how you can make things work because in a world where you hear a lot of sort of hustle harder and people start to have all these expectations of trying to work all these hours in a week and they don't have time and nothing feels like it's working, there are actually things we can think about and do that make it not quite so dreadfully difficult to figure out how to do things better, right? Definitely. There's, you know, big things and small things, and I can't wait to get into some of those steps with you. So what is it that you often see when it comes to business owners? Like, what is it that they're getting stuck on? What is it that they're thinking and feeling when it comes to their time? That's like the big problem, the thing that they're like, it's not working. So. Part of where my interest in time came from was from working with business owners and having them come up with great ideas and initiatives to grow their business and really move forward. And then seeing them really struggle and feel badly about having those things stay on the to-do list for a long period of time. Often a business owner who's had a certain degree of success and is doing things with contract support or a small team can feel really challenged to get to those larger pieces because they are doing so many things, probably all the things, and often may have some you know, on the personal side of life responsibilities and constraints as well. So you put that all together and it can feel pretty overwhelming. And when you have a great idea and you can't get to it and you can't create the space for it, it feels even worse. Yeah. So then you have all these different things that are weighing on you. You don't know how to do it. You feel like you can't do it. You feel bad because you didn't do it. Fun stuff, right? (laughs) It's it's exhausting. And so people avoid it. And so that's what I I talk to people who feel like they're at capacity, right? Do they want to scale? If we want to talk about how things can change, do they want to make more money? And everything comes back to you like, I would, but I can't do anything more right now. So do you hear that? And what do you start telling people when they feel like they're just all out of time? You know, acknowledging the mental load is a really good place to start. It is something that does affect business owners, I think, especially 
smaller team business owners, as well as the reality check that this is not necessarily straightforward. We all have really different constraints, really different responsibilities, different aspirations as well. And when you put that all together, it does create this complex place. So I think the first thing is to kind of level set and be real with ourselves. You know, we can't have crazy high expectations in terms of what we're going to be getting done, even though our long-term aspirations can be huge and grand and as big as we want them to be. In the day-to-day, we need to also be realistic about how we're spending our time. Right. We can't do all the things, right? Like period. We can't do all the things. And most of us don't acknowledge that most of the things we do take like twice as long as we think they're going to take. So then we're constantly feeling like we're playing catch up. And again, that becomes part of the mental load too. But like being realistic about how much time you actually have must be a huge piece that people need to sort of start to be willing to think about. And starting with that understanding, like part of it is understanding how you motivate yourself to go faster when you are focused on your work. How do you sort of set yourself up, whether it be environmentally or from a mindset perspective, how do you make sure that when you are working, it is, you know, your best work and starting to understand and track even not necessarily, I'm not huge on the big time diaries because as much as it gives great data, it can also feel really overwhelming when you're scarce on your time to do a time diary. But some sort of tracking system is helpful. I have one client that I'm working with right now on a project and what we developed for her was just a simple star system. So she just rates her day. How did it feel? Three stars, two stars, one star, hopefully no no stars. But it's a really easy way for her to just gauge and kind of be able to see with her schedule how her days are feeling to her and what the production that she's proud of at the end of the day is. So I think you mentioned this, but there's not one solution that's going to work for everybody. So we need to start figuring out what works for us. Definitely. I think looking around and seeing also that what that sort of surface level from what you can see from what everyone else is doing is not the path that I advise looking internally and learning more about yourself is a great place to start. We were, I think, talking about the comparison factor earlier here. It looks like everyone has their time organized to some degree, but there's a lot that you're not seeing there when you look at what other people are doing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. This is a conversation we could have a whole other episode on, on how (laughs) what you think other people are doing and what they're achieving and how well they're doing and what's actually happening and how they're feeling about it. You have no idea. And I think that there are a lot of articles out there that tells you what other people are doing and how you should do that, right? You should get up at the crack of dawn. You should, I mean, the advice I've seen, a lot of it, some of it is useful. A lot of it to me is terrible. Like you don't even need to sleep all that much. But I really believe, and to your point that we all need to figure out what works, I don't think there is one way. And therefore, you need to figure out your way. And the thing that I also find people do is they sort of fight themselves on what their own way is. Have you seen that? Definitely. I think that there's an intuitive piece to it that is really important to listen to. You probably know what time the big meeting or your big pitch or your big sale when you want to slot that in. If you can you know, it's very possible to put it out there. Might this time work for you? You can do it in really delicate, respectful language. You don't have to be bold and brash about it, but having a a sense of what the ideal day or the ideal time for certain pieces of your activities to do is a really good place to start. You'd be surprised how often you put the ideal time out there and it actually comes back as somebody saying yes, or maybe they say half an hour later, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. 
this is a ask for what you want, right? There's a lot of the time where there is no problem with just asking for what you want, but we want to be so like timid about things. You don't want to be pushy that you other people sort of design what your work day is going to look like. And meanwhile, you know, if you're going to be getting close to the end of the day and the kids are going to be coming home, like there's something that's going to be distracting you and taking your mental focus away. Like just try to avoid those times. Mm -hmm. You gave me two times that we could have recorded this podcast. And I picked a time where I knew that my kids, my two very often loud children would be out of the space that I am in and could be making that noise elsewhere. I wouldn't show up as my best if I was worried about them making noise in the background. Yeah, just don't fight what works, use it. And I do these accountability sessions where I invite people to come and just co-work with me on Zoom. And the kind of things people get done, they're always like, I don't know why this works, right? It's working because you told me you were gonna do a thing. So now you're getting it done. Don't fight the fact that that works and tell yourself you should be able to do it on your own. Like, just go with it. Mm-hmm. You can use structures and support like the accountability day to create space for what you believe is important. And I think that that's the thing. I often will hear clients say to me, I just didn't get anything done today. Like before we start working together, I didn't get anything done. And obviously they probably got something done, but it wasn't what was important to them. Right. And that's the difference. The feeling of progress day to day, week over week, month over month comes when you're getting the pieces that you believe are important done. So how do you start to figure out what's important? Well, there's a really classic tool called the Eisenhower matrix. I'm not sure. If I don't know it. So tell no, me. it's a great one. And actually he didn't develop it. He just used it. And then Stephen Covey repopularized it more recently, but it's a two by two grid and there's important and urgent mapped on that grid. And my favorite quadrant is the top right, which is where important and not urgent sits. So I do know that one. And I talk about it all the time. I just, I use the second name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Covey. Yeah. Fair enough. So to me, that's where our sense of progress can come is when you start to tackle the pieces in that quadrant. Yeah. And so realizing what those are, right? Just spending some time figuring out what is important, but not urgent. Because definitely I see that constantly. And people spend almost all their time putting out fires, dealing with people and not doing any of the things that can build them to the next stage. Mm -hmm. It's like when you say, I don't want to hire somebody, can I, I have to teach them how to do everything? But the teaching them everything means you're going to have 50% less work after that first two-week period forever, right? But you're like, but I can't because that will be too much work. Like some of those kinds of things. Yeah, it's, you know, how can we do the thing that's going to make the cascading difference in perpetuity or for a long run anyway, as opposed to, you know, what is probably like shouting at us or beeping in our inbox or whatever it is trying to get our attention right now. But those things can really distract you from creating a greater solve. So what other sticking points do you see people hit where they think that they're not going to be able to improve their time? I think that there's a place of also, you know, stepping into the mental shift of I own my time and it's really up to me to design my time. Um, I think that when you pause about it and take a second and kind of think, okay, who's making the decisions about the way that my time is structured and planned? Most people would say, oh gosh, that's got to be me, right? In this day and age with all the different channels of messaging, if you're not going to step forward and say, this is the way I want it to look and this is the way I want to plan it, you know, a lot of emails and and other people's priorities are going to get in the way of your own. Yeah. So owning your own time. 
what else do you think that people need to know right now as they're thinking about time? And I mean, it's an interesting time period. So, you know, I think we're probably in the sort of land of pandemic for a while, whenever people are actually listening to this, but there's a lot of, especially if you're a parent, added layers of your time being spent in different ways. Like how do you, when you feel like you're out of control, how do you start feeling like you have choice and the ability to make choices that are going to control things for you? Mm. I would start small, start really small, small steps. I think it's a great way to make traction. So, you know, think about what you're missing the most, perhaps in terms of your time and make one step in that direction and just practice that step for a little while. I think this current time is really challenging from a realistic perspective about the amount of minutes and hours in a day. And I think there's also some beautiful learnings that can come out from a time perspective. You know, I've done things during this time period that I never thought I would. I had a four-year-old crawling on my back and I was able to write something that normally would have taken me a huge amount of time. And frankly, the one that I wrote with the monkey on my back was much better quality. (laughs) So I think that it's an interesting time to sort of see what we can where maybe some of our assumptions that have been there before could fall away. And also I think we need to be really delicate with ourselves and like supportive with ourselves and not too hard on ourselves with our expectations. So being realistic and expectations is a whole other layer of this, right? Because there is that piece of, I just need to do what works for me. I want to manage my time. I want to control how things are going, but do you see people just, unrealistic about what they can do when they can do it and how everything should happen always (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I think I think you know especially with business owners we're optimistic right like and that's part of the game and it's so important that we are so just also having a gentle realization of realism I do think I see a lot of people with their to-do lists who don't actually prioritize it so it's just this long list and don't have like a you know I must get this done by a certain amount of time kind of piece to it. And I don't think that needs to be rigid, but knowing if there was one thing that you were going to get done by the end of the day, that is a good thing to be clear on. I often will tell people three things seems like a good max number of things to try to get done in a day. Mm-hmm. They, they have a list of like 20 things. They're like, this one I'm going to get done today. It's like, are oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of like wishful thinking, right? I'm sure there are lots of things that I have one client who was, I really want to clean up these files, right? huge mess of files. And we all understand how that can like really affect the day to day. And that was something he decided to eventually outsource because he was not getting to it. And frankly, he shouldn't have gotten to it. That was not where his best work and his business could be. So those are the kinds of things where if there's something really important, one might want to consider how somebody else could be the lead on it. Yeah. Does that have to be you? (laughs) It's certainly a question I ask regularly. (laughs) Is there anything else you want people to know and really think about when it comes to their time? I think, you know, if you can take away the idea of self-understanding and really starting to test and iterate how you get things done best, and then having that ideal sort of roadmap of how you want things to be, that's the biggest thing. The mental pieces are far more challenging. There's so many great supports and productivity supports out there that one can step into once the mental shift has been made. Just as you were talking, I was thinking like, how do people start to figure out what works best for them, right? Like how, like, I think people want, and do you encounter this? They want to be like, but what works for most people? What are the main ways that people do so I can pick one? Like, do people get stuck in like, I don't even know where to start. 
I find when working one-on-one with clients, I find it normally comes pretty easily when you're asking about, you know, what they miss the most in their schedule. So if you think about that, if you think about if maybe they used to have some form of exercise and sort of thinking a bit more holistically about their time, because as we're human, although there's a piece of this, of course, that is like dominantly in service of the work, if we're not supporting ourselves on the other side of it, we're probably not showing up doing our best work. So thinking holistically and also connecting back to that piece of what do you love in your business? You know, what is the thing that you really get lost in? All of those pieces are very important to pay attention to. And those will be the ones that make the most difference in how you feel about your time. Awesome. So if people want to find out more about what you do and follow you, where can they go? And I think you also have something that they can sign up for. Yes, I have on my website, which is mklc.co. If you go to mklc.co backslash small steps, there's a time workbook that one can sign up for and receive via email. And that's a great place to get started and connect with. Amazing. So we will link to the main site and that page in the show notes. So if people want to find an easy click through way to get there, they can do that. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today about time. I love being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value and ideas out of it. Until the next episode, come and hang out some more with me. I've got a free Facebook group that's called Building Your Next Level Biz. I share lots of trainings. I do all kinds of mini workshops in there that are all free. So check out the show notes. Come and join me there. And that will be our place to hang out between episodes.